Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. With a hearty hi-ho, Silver, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The thick crust, deep dish, Chicago-style Medicare podcast. Killing people softly with his song, Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Well, hello again, everybody. Guess what time it is? It's time for another episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. But you probably already knew that when you heard the uh, the tones of my Canadian nephew uh, saying whatever it was he said. I'm sure it was wonderful things about me. He just loves me. Of course, I buy all the drinks when we're together. That may be the reason why. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. We are so happy to have you along with us. What we do at this at this time every once in a while is we talk about Medicare in such a way that we hope it will uh, perhaps impart some knowledge and certainly set one's mind at ease if one is concerned about Medicare, what to do, how to begin to think about Medicare, how to deal with this this uh, freight train that's coming your way if you're like 64 and a half years old. Uh, I can understand how it might be a scary, scary thing. Well, here's what I suggest. Go to Amazon.com and look up Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. It's uh, my book. It's going to have a cover of a lazy guy snoring in an easy chair, and it's going to have orange 2023 splashed across the cover. And you're going to find several different uh, editions, uh, whether you want a hardcover book or you want a paperback or maybe you want a Kindle ebook. That's the least costly way to acquire that book. And then right now, there's a guy somewhere, I think, on the East Coast. Uh, massaging the files for the audio book. Sooner or later, we're going to have that fourth option up there for you. And if you want to, instead of going to Amazon, you could go to barnesandnoble.com and the book is there for you, uh, the paperback only, with the colorful interior illustrations. And uh, you might find it uh, to be a very pleasant read. I'm pretty sure you'll find it to be time well spent if you're concerned about medicare i can't tell you how many people have written to me and said boy i really appreciate the book and so therefore i highly recommend my own book so now what happens is um, i typically introduce randy carson my uh engineer podcast engineer close personal friend and spiritual guru uh, but what's going to happen here is I have asked Randy to uh, keep a lid on the crosstalk today only because I've overcommitted myself. So, Randy, I'm going to say a quick good morning to you, and then we're going to launch into the Medicare content for today. What do you think? Does that Buenos sound like a Dias, Senior that's, Jones? That's not something we're used to doing quickly, is it? Uh, no, get, I don't do, we don't do anything quickly on the 
Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. Well, that's you got a point. So anyway, Randy and I have uh, uh, made a pact today that we're going to get right to it. So let's get right to it. I have a bunch of subjects that I sent to Randy earlier today on uh, what we call checklists. Uh, their uh, sheet that uh, lists the things that we might discuss today. Sometimes I ask him for his opinion as to which he thinks the audience might enjoy or what he's interested in. But today I kind of mentally narrowed it down to two different types of subjects. One is uh, lying, cheating, stealing insurance salespeople. And the other one is what, what, what should you be thinking about if uh, a guy's going to cut you and uh, that guy typically would have a medical degree and probably some initials after his name. But uh, I decided that it would be best to talk about the uh, more light, uh, happy-go-lucky subject of being lied to and cheated by your insurance broker. So I just want to mention, and one of the episodes uh, that we've recorded in the past uh, the first time I touched on this, and what brings it to mind again, is a I found a second person who contacted me, and said, "Hey, uh, I've got I've already got my uh, Medicare um, drug plan picked out, and it's so and so plan for eight dollars and fifty cents a month, and I'm going to go ahead and buy that one because." Uh, it's a very reasonable price. It's about the cheapest price. I don't take any drugs. And so I'm going to buy that plan. You don't need to help me with that. And I said, well, why don't you just hang on a little bit and let me do the search for the, the cheapest plan in your area just to make sure because something was eating at me. Something told me in the back of my mind that that plan he had chosen was not the best deal in his area. It was $8 and 50 cents. And of course, when I did my usual search on the uh, medicare.gov website, I found out that he had been lied to by another insurance broker. That broker wanted to sell him a plan and he wanted to earn a commission, which then there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing criminal or even immoral about wanting to earn a commission for your efforts. But what he did was he lied to the guy who became my client. He said, uh, this is the cheapest plan available in our area is the so-and-so plan for $8 and 50 cents a month. And I was able to tell my client, well, I think you have been told an untruth because the actual cheapest plan in your area is $4 a month. And uh, it's not so much that $4 and 50 cents a month extra is going to break his budget. It's more like his uh, trust in his insurance advisor has been crashed and squashed and uh, blown up to smithereens. And frankly, I'm really disappointed that uh, people are out there lying, but this is two people that have told me the same thing. The advice I have is buy this plan because it's the cheapest around. And when you find out, it's not true because I can tell you right now, and what I put in the notes of my podcast episode that's going to go up today is um, the plan in most areas of the United States, not everywhere, but in most areas of the United States, that's the cheapest plan for people that don't take any regular medications is the Aetna Silver Script Smart Saver and uh, or Save Smarter. No, Smart Saver plan. And that's as little as a dollar fifty in some states, and as much as 
5 or $6 a month in other states. It doesn't pay a commission. So if you don't take any drugs and you buy the cheapest plan, you're going to want to go after the Aetna Smart Silver Script Smart Saver plan. And if you want me to get it for you, just let me know, and I will do the paperwork for you, the application and all that stuff. It's not going to make me any money, but it's certainly going to keep you out of the clutches of a broker that is possibly not playing by the rules. And so um, it's uh, just kind of a shame to find that people in our line of work are not as honest as they should be. I'm always sorry to hear that. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? Got some news from (laughs) one of our favorite correspondents, Dominic Regina. He says, hey, Doug, with all those high deductible plan G commissions, he knows uh, which side of the bread my butter is on. He said, I thought you might be interested in this auction in Phoenix. And he uh, sent a link to a Corvette that is purported to be one of a kind, actually two of a kind. This is a Stingray ZL1 convertible at 69. And, uh, It says, uh, the only one ever built, the only convertible ever built, and I think there's a matching coupe that's a ZL169 Corvette coupe. Um, I think each of these cars is due to bring $3 million. That's the prediction uh, being bandied about. And so Dominic seems to think I'm a lot more prosperous, prosperous with my high deductible plan G commissions than I really am. But I went to the site and I read about the car that he sent me the link on. And it sent me down memory lane. I was uh, I was reminded of uh, our car that we got, our 65 Corvette, that Mary and I got back in, I want to say, 1971. And uh, that car was ideal because it also had a 427, just like this $3 million car that's being uh, auctioned off. And it had no power-robbing accessories whatsoever. It did not have power steering. It did not have power brakes. It did not have air conditioning. It didn't have anything that could reduce the power. Every bit of power that went that was generated by the engine went through the clutch, through the transmission, and right to the rear wheels. So uh, I that's the way I liked it back then. Now, flash forward 50 years, maybe more, and uh, that same car sitting in the garage looking as beautiful as the day it was built. It has all of that power stuff and more because I got old and I got lazy. And so I spent a bunch of time adding power accessories to it. And it now has air conditioning. It has power steering. It has power brakes. It has a mirror that tells me what um, what the temperature is outside. It tells me what direction I'm going. And, you know, it has map lights in case my old weak eyes can't see in the dark. So I have loaded that car up with all kinds of things that make living um, lazy. Well, I want to say comfortable for an old dude anyway. So I just thought I'd uh, let you know, Dominic, I appreciate the thought, but uh, that that $3 million car is not going to be on my acquisition list for uh, the Arizona classic car auctions this winter. Uh, so then what else did I have? Oh, um, among my favorite clientele are those who who stay in touch. And I found correspondence on New Year's Eve from a favorite client who uh, she and her husband 
uh, became my clients about a year and a half ago. And so last year at this time, uh, she, and her name is Becky, she sent a lengthy chatty email. Let's see. Now here's what happened. Uh, okay. Her first message to me was a year ago and they had been clients for a few months, I believe by that time. And she said, Hey, it's Becky and Lester from Texas. It's been a while, but we wanted to wish you a wonderful 2023 and thank you for all you taught us regarding Medicare and supplements. We are reaping the rewards of what you taught us and passing it on to others as appropriate. We haven't heard from our supplement uh, about an increase in premiums. Oh boy, I, I started reading the wrong one, but she's talking about 2023 here. We haven't heard about a rate increase coming down the pike for 2023. So maybe we won't have an increase. Again, I assume you're in Arizona. Please have a wonderful year. I'm thinking of visiting Santa Fe with my sister in a few months. Well, here's the deal. Rate increases come when the um, typically when in, the insurance company has to raise rates to cover their claims. Their, their other insured people are uh, having medical procedures and whatever. And uh, so when they pay out a lot of claim dollars, then they may have to raise the rates in order to stay solvent. I will say, though, if you have a high deductible plan like Becky and Lester are enjoying, your rate increases are going to be less frequent and they're going to be smaller. But let's keep in mind that we do live in inflationary times. This seems to happen every time a certain political party has the purse strings in its clutches and uh, they start um, you know a favorite way that economists talk about it is they fire up the printing presses and so that's probably what's going to be going on for the next couple of years at the very least so just a cautionary note we live in inflationary times we're going to see more frequent rate increases for any kind of medicare coverage than we normally would but if you've got the high deductible plan your increases are going to be less frequent and they're going to be smaller typically so anyway let's see she went on to say okay this was the one she sent a year ago she said lester and i wanted to drop a line and wish you a fantastic 2022 we have been fine learning how medicare works and enjoying the benefits of high deductible plan g Yesterday, I listened to a few of your latest podcasts. I now know after listening to the one with Barbara and her myriad of questions that I was not the most prolific as I had first suspected. I think Becky had a million questions. Took me a while to satisfy her that she was not making a mistake buying the high deductible plan G that she hadn't originally intended to do. I don't know how you find the time to read and answer them all. I'm still learning from you, and I'm enjoying your podcast. It was interesting to hear how some companies are radically increasing premiums for Plan F. That's not funny for those people involved. And I think it's interesting that Congress can pass a bill that will be effective five years later. This is a, a bill that affected people who would normally have purchased Plan F and been happy with it. It caused plan F to go away basically for young people and it caused all the people that had purchased it in the past to suffer pretty high rate increases anyway she said that way some of the people that are responsible are not around to take the heat not to mention that they are not affected and not permanently taken care of and then she used a nasty poo-poo word about uh, some 
a congressman that might have uh, passed such a law. That's not to mention all the bills Congress passes to their personal benefit while we plebeians, plebeians pay for it. From what I gathered, you are in Chicago instead of Arizona. Yes, a year ago I was in Chicago feverishly packing up a, uh, a multi-generation load of Jones uh, paraphernalia and uh, emptying out an 8,000-square-foot house, which a lot of it went into shipping containers in Illinois. And um, the uh, I'd been trying to sell that house for a year or so. When I say feverishly, I, <laughs> I was miserable during the process, and it turned out I had COVID and pneumonia all at the same time. So that was pretty cool. From what I gathered here in Chicago instead of Arizona right now, that was this was a year ago. Um, I assume your cars are in Arizona. I think I mentioned my son has a 67 Mustang that he's been working on for years. He's not restoring it to original, however. Like many 30 to 40-year-olds, he put a serious engine in it, roll bar, etc. And I got to tell you, if I were to get a Mustang, I think a 67 would be my choice. Uh, no doubt about it. My dad had a 67 Mustang, and it was just a 289 uh, with a an automatic, but it was um, very pretty. I, you know, it was unlike him to get one, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed having it in the family for as long as it was there. Let's see. Now, she said, now that it's a new year, our new deductible starts up again. I, I see that it's higher, which is understandable. Any idea if the premium will also go up? I assume it will. They did increase it $2 a few months ago. This was a year ago, remember, ladies and gentlemen. She said, I can't remember why. One observation I've made while on the United American website, they don't give an online total of what I've paid for the current deductible. In fact, it's pretty confusing because the claims are brought up by what Medicare has paid, I think. They send me paper with the current running deductible, but it makes me realize that paper is important to keep. Another thing I wondered about, as far as I was aware, the $203 Part B deductible for 2021 was supposed to be included in the high deductible, Plan G deductible. But I did not see that in the paperwork sent to me. I think a little over $300 went towards my personal deductible. Lester barely touched his. Just wondering if you could clarify that as well. Well, we had this correspondence a year ago, and I just don't remember whether I addressed that. I must have. I always try to answer questions when people write to me. And so I um, just don't remember discussing that with her. Uh, so So then we went on. Let's see here. Um, on January 1st, Sunday of this year, uh, she said, Hey, it's Becky and Lester from Texas. It's been quite a while, but we wanted to wish you a wonderful 2023. And thank you for all you taught us regarding Medicare and supplements. And then I said, Becky, you are a sweetheart. Lester is a very lucky guy. It's heartwarming to hear that my advice is working out well for you. We are still in Arizona because two years ago we bought a house for summertime use in Illinois, and it still is not habitable. Talk about a money pit. Then I said, Santa Fe is a fun place to visit, but my choice would be to wait until summer. Please give my best to Lester, and I hope you both have a very happy new year. And she said, thanks, Doug. I plan. I still plan to ask questions when they come up. We love and appreciate you. And that makes me blush because she's a sweetheart. Anyway, um, 
And then she mentioned after a few days that she listened to one of the podcast episodes that Randy and I put out, and she was very vociferous in her agreement. And in in, uh, one part of that podcast, I mentioned the government shutdowns that the Democrats are always threatening to have. And she said, boy, I agree with you. Shut it down and leave it shut down. Uh, So anyway, it is nice to have Becky out there. And I know there are others that we don't hear from that are regular listeners, but uh, hello, Becky. (laughs) Thank you for checking in once in a while. I appreciate it. So that was one of the items on my list. I'm sort of having a quandary now deciding what we have time to do. Uh, We're very close to running out of time. So I've got one that's a lot of paper, but the headline tells it all. Centene, the company Centene, showers politicians with millions as it courts contracts and settles overbilling allegations. Now, Centene is a huge conglomerate that has been buying up smaller insurance companies, and Centene is located in St. Louis. Another, some of my favorite clients have moved from Washington to St. Louis. And um, I happen to mention that Centene was in town. I think they have Centene for their drug plan insurance, their their, uh, prescription drug plan coverage. But uh, the thing to remember here is that this company sells not just prescription drug plans, but also um, the uh, Medicare Advantage plans. And so what are they doing? They're showering politicians with millions because it's courting contracts and it's settling over billing allegations. So once again, if you are ever uh, tempted to think about the um, Medicare Advantage plan as maybe a solution to some of your problems, Randy's Randy's shaking his head so hard it's like going to give him whiplash if he doesn't cut it out. Um, don't do it. Don't do it because uh, you're going to find yourself in the middle. Uh, well, you're going to be giving some business to a company that is um, obviously not operating in your best interests, at least not all the time. So I guess we should probably call this uh, episode done. What do you think? We uh, Well, I'm going to crack the whip today. Okay. We we promised each other that we were going to get in and get out on time, on schedule, on budget. So we're going to do that today. Came pretty close today. Yes, we did. Well, thank you all for joining us, as always. Uh, You know, obviously, we're here in the new year. And, you know, we're looking forward to having you all again for the new year, 2023. I think we already talked about the books and the audios and the Kindles and all that good stuff. Send email to Doug at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Try to find some place to give us a rating. You know, we'd love five stars on our podcast because we are always in the midst of the rating wars. But in the meantime, you have just spent 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma, residing in the high mountain altitudes behind Cave Creek, Arizona, in his fortress of solitude. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>